Hello, friends. I'm Annie. And I'm Annie. You're listening to the Macros Universe podcast. Your weekly podcast for a dose of random facts, lightheartedness, health and fitness, and everything under the universe. Welcome to the Macros Universe podcast, episode 24. Today, we're going to talk about exercise and specifically mobility and recovery. But first, Annie is going to give us our random fact of the day. All right, it is March and St. Patrick's Day is coming up. So we are going to talk about some facts regarding St. Patrick's Day today. All right, St. Patrick's Day celebrates the life of St. Patrick, the patron saint of Ireland. He was credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland. Now, St. Patrick's Day takes place on March 17th each year because St. Patrick's death is believed to have been on March 17th. 461. Now, St. Patrick used to use a shamrock to teach the pagans about the Holy Trinity. So shamrock is now the official flower of Ireland. And the odds of finding a four-leaf clover are about one in every 10,000. St. Patrick's Day was originally blue. During the Irish Rebellion of 1798, an uprising against British rule in Ireland Irish soldiers wore full green uniforms on March 17th to make a political statement. So as a result, the shift from blue to green happened. Now, which of those facts did you actually know? Um, well, I knew I knew that it was in celebration of St. Patrick, and I knew that it was because of his death, um, and I knew about the shamrocks. I did not know about the change from green to blue, blue to green, rather. I know that I thought that was interesting. I'm like, St. Patrick's Day was originally blue. Like, can yeah. you imagine having a blue St. Patrick's Day? Oh, you're not wearing blue. I'm going to pinch you. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I also didn't know about the shamrock, you know, like for people who are Christian, you know, the Holy Trinity is God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. And so I thought that was interesting. You know, the shamrock usually has three leaves. And so he uses it to, you know, teach the pagans about the Holy Trinity. That was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Awesome. At, at first, I'm like, the odds of finding a four-leaf clover about one in every 10,000. I'm like, it seems like it's easier to find four-leaf clovers than that. I wonder Have if you, it just like, depends on the type of clover you know like yeah. different types of clover have different and maybe in ireland it's only a specific kind of clover i don't know i've never yeah. been to ireland so i don't well, know have you <laughs> have you hunted for four leaf clovers in the past oh you betcha oh yeah and like have you ever found a four leaf clover um i haven't ever found one but i know my sister found one okay because like whenever i look for a four leaf clover i would say like eight out of 10, I would always find one. And so maybe you're just not lucky, Annie. Uh, maybe I am. Although, you know, <laughs> if I ever go gambling or whenever I play games, I'm always the unlucky one. <laughs> 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 no, but, and uh, well, I was thinking, I was like one out of 10,000, that seems like a very low probability. But then, then I was like, well, if you think about a field of clovers, right? there's a ton of clovers. And so, okay, that, that makes more sense. There's probably mm. like a hundred thousand for like three leaf clovers on the ground or something like that. 
All right, let's talk about mobility and recovery. So what is mobility and why is it important? So basically mobility means how your joints move through their normal range of motion, which is going to vary depending on the type of joint that it is. And so it's the ability to move freely. Another way to think about it is how strong you are in your flexibility. Mobility is important because it's about our daily movements, things like bending over to pick something up or loading your dishwasher, lifting up to a shelf, picking up a baby, throwing a ball, walking or climbing upstairs. All of these everyday movements are part of our mobility. So if we want to be able to do those things, those everyday activities as easily as possible without it feeling painful or without it feeling like a stretch or strain, we wanna focus on mobility and that's going to be really helpful for our functional fitness or just our everyday functions. And it also will help to minimize your risk of injury. It helps strengthen your body and make your daily movement patterns easier. Now let's talk about the benefits of mobility exercises. So flexibility and stretching involves lengthening your muscles and mobility takes it one step further. So mobility training optimizes movement and performance by increasing the range of your motion within your joints and the surrounding muscles, which then allows you to train harder, recover faster, and perform better. Mobility exercises also help with muscle activation, decrease risk of injury, decrease soreness and joint pain, and help with fluid movements. Okay, so some types of mobility exercises. So these are exercises that can be worked into your regular training routine. Mobility exercises will help with your range of motion and your stability. So some examples could be things like a lunge with a rotation or like going from child's pose to downward dog or doing arm or shoulder circles. So it can be worked into your warm up or your cool down or just part of your regular routine. And really a good workout routine is going to have an element of mobility worked into it anyway. So things like lunges, squats, push-ups or pull-ups, those are all different forms of mobility exercises. You can also use a foam roller as part of your mobility routine. It can help increase the blood flow and help to loosen stiff muscles. Hey, now we're going to talk about recovery and why is it important? So recovery is basically when you rest from training. Recovery is important because rest is physically necessary for the muscles to repair, rebuild, and straighten. There are two types of recovery that you can do on a rest day. There's passive recovery and active recovery. Now, passive recovery is kind of just what it sounds like, right? Passive when you don't do anything. So passive recovery is when you take the day off completely to rest your body. Now, active recovery, on the other hand, is when you engage in low intensity exercise that involves minimal stress on the body. So this could look like foam rolling, like Annie Miller talked about, gentle stretching, low intensity cycling, swimming, trigger point release, so rolling on that foam roller, walking, and yoga. And last but not least, sleep is also a super important part of your recovery. It is during sleep that muscle damage is repaired, which leads to muscle growth. Sleep also helps refresh and regenerate our energy. So make sure you prioritize sleep as a part of your recovery. 
some of the benefits of recovery exercises. So just like exercising, recovery has lots of important benefits. So from healthline.com, it can help reduce the lactic acid buildup in your muscles, eliminate toxins, keep your muscles flexible, reduce soreness, increase blood flow, and help maintain your exercise routine. So sometimes we call recovery exercises active rest. So that could look like a slow walk after a hard sprinting session. One of the purposes this serves is to keep your blood circulating, which can help deliver the amino acids and oxygen to your muscles so that they can repair themselves. So you wanna keep your body moving. It will help you recover faster. Even if you feel super sore, you've likely experienced that if you've been really, really sore before, getting up and moving around will help break up some of the soreness, but you should focus on lower impact exercises like walking or swimming or slow cycling. Part of your recovery should definitely also include drinking water. And like Annie said before, getting good sleep and good nutrition. I kind of want to point out, I, I feel like one of the misconceptions for just general health and fitness is that people feel like, oh, the more days I train, the better, right? I see people that train, you know, like seven days a week and, you know, it's okay depending on your goals. And especially if you have like active recovery built in. So maybe like your seventh day, you're still working out, but you're doing like yoga or you're just like walking outside. Those are all great activities, but I see that all the time where people are overtraining. And, you know, we, I, I feel like as humans, we have this like misconception in our mind that the more of something we do, the better we're at it. Right. So like, if, if I want to get good at the violin, I'm going to like practice more. If I want to get good at math, I'm going to like do more math. If I want to get good at running, I'm going to like run more. The more I run, the better. If I want to be great at pickleball, I'm going to like play pickleball seven days a week. So more is great sometimes, but sometimes more is just more, right? It's just like, yeah. you, if you're doing something all the time, sometimes that could lead to like, again, we talked about like overtraining, overworking your body, overstressing your body. And don't you think maybe sometimes if you do something better, it could be better than more. I don't know, better, better, more <laughs> than so. Yeah. I'm not very elegant with words, but you guys get what I'm talking about. Right. And so just because you know, you're training seven days a week, doesn't mean it's the most effective way to train or to work out or to move your body. Right. And so this is why, you know, last week we talked about cardio and strength and exercise and how great it is. And that's why this week we're talking about like mobility and recovery, because I feel like mobility and recovery is one aspect of fitness that a lot of people overlook. And it's not that they're not educated, right? Like people are so well-educated. There's so many resources online, but at the same time, it's like you learn something, but do you believe it? You know, we all know that Rest and recovery is good and, you know, foam rolling is good for you. Mobility is good for you, but do we do it? That's the question. And, you know, it's, it's important to understand all these important benefits. And I just want to point out, you know, if you think about it, 
when you are lifting weights, we'll, we'll just use uh, strength training as an example, right? When you're lifting weights, you're introducing, you know, stress on your body, you're introducing new stimuli for your muscles. And when you train your muscles during a workout, you know, that's when your muscle fibers start to, you know, break apart, deteriorate, you know, literally like your muscle fibers are breaking. And then it's not when you're working out, like at the gym that you're building quote unquote, building muscle. It's when you're sleeping at night, when your body is repairing, that's when like the cell regrowth comes in and that's when your muscles are growing. And that's when hypertrophy like occurs, right? When you're sleeping, not when you're actively working out. I mean, I know that sounds kind of like backwards, right? Like if you don't work out, then you're not going to grow the muscles. Yes. But just remember like the reason why rest, mobility, recovery, sleep is so important. It's because we kind of overlook it, right? It's just like, oh, you know, the more I work out, the stronger I'm going to be. But that sleep, that recovery is just as important because again, you know, you want to reduce as much lactic buildup, acid buildup, you know, you want to get your body fluids moving. You want to keep the cells regenerating so that you can repair your muscle and be stronger the next day, the next week, the next month and so on. Yeah. And I think there's also the element of the mental side of that too, right? Where it's like recovery, what it does for us mentally is makes it so we feel like we can keep going. Because if you are just, if you're working out seven days a week and you're pushing, pushing, pushing all the time, you're going to get tired. You're going to burn out from that eventually, you know, maybe it doesn't happen for years, but eventually you are going to burn out from that. And so when we're talking about longevity of workouts in your life, longevity of being able to create some of these healthy habits, you need to give yourself time to rest and that mental rest, that mental break. I'm sure that you've experienced this before in your life where you've taken a break from something. And then what happens? You're able to go back stronger because you took that break. So remember that too, that that recovery process helps you to be able to go back stronger. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say something that's a little controversial too. It's like, why are you pushing yourself so hard sometimes that you feel like you can't rest? Like, what, what's the rush? What's the timeline, right? It kind of comes down to FOMO, don't you think? It's like, well, the person next to me is, you know, building muscle and looking great. And like, I need to train hard to look like them or like, or if it's your own goal, I need to make sure that I lose 10 pounds in, in the next two months and like build muscle or like grow my muscle in the next three months. Like, that timeline that we set, we're the ones that are setting it, right? Like, what's the rush? You know, take a rest day here and there. Like, in the long run, it's actually going to be better for you. So yeah. it's like, sometimes we got to like, slow down and take a look at ourselves and just ask, like, why am I doing this? You know, what's the purpose? What's my goal? Like, you know, look at the big picture instead of just focusing on train, 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 train again. Like there's nothing wrong with training, but there's a balance in everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
and having that long-term perspective again I think if you know if you're, you're like this is something I want to be able to move my body continually as I age and if I want to be able to do that then I need to find things that I can do consistently and that's going to mean consistently I'm going to have to schedule in rest even if you're a yes. person who is like okay, but sitting at home and doing nothing can't handle that mentally. That's too hard for me. Okay. Well then take, use those as your active rest days, have those be the days where you go for a brisk walk or you, you know, whatever, whatever it is, maybe a lap swim at the gym or whatever you need to do, you know, you, and you know, the things that you need. And I think that's okay. If you're a person who needs to be an active recovery kind of a person, but also just knowing that even that sometimes your body could benefit from a little bit of a break can benefit from a little bit of downtime. So, all right. Should we talk about muscle soreness? <laughs> yes, let's do. Okay. So muscle soreness and DOMS, DOMS is delayed onset muscle soreness. So what is it and why do we care? Muscle soreness occurs because your muscles and your connective tissues are damaged from working out. So your body works to repair them. It works to repair that damage. And that is that feeling of muscle soreness. So it can be a good thing. Your muscle is built back stronger after it repairs itself. So feeling muscle soreness is okay. And it also is not a requirement. Like if you don't feel sore, that doesn't necessarily mean you didn't get a good workout in. And I think that that's a myth we might have talked about that already. I don't remember. Um, did we? <laughs> I'll look it up. Well, I'm pretty sure we did. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. We talked about, you know, like kind of the no pain, no gain mindset, right? Um, one way or another, I'm sure you guys have heard that before. But just recognizing that just because you don't necessarily feel sore doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't a good workout for your body. So our bodies are super amazing and they adapt super quickly. So DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness, usually occurs within 24 to 48 hours after a workout. And it's usually a good sign that your workout programming is doing its job. You don't see muscle building overnight or even in a week or two, but feeling some mild muscle soreness is or can be a good indication that you're gaining muscle and strength. But on the other side, when you haven't been running for a year and you decide to go out and you run eight miles, you're going to feel super sore. And that's because it's something that your body's not used to doing. So sometimes you can push a little too hard at the gym. And if that muscle soreness is lasting and it makes it hard, really hard for you to do your daily activities physiologically, you're probably not going to want to work out again. And that's not going to be fun, right? So some things that you can do to help prevent muscle soreness, drink water. Drinking water helps keep the fluids moving in your body and flushing out the toxins. After you work out, you can use a foam roller or a massage gun that can help release some of the fluids in your body and help prevent or lessen muscle soreness. Also making sure you get in some good protein and carbs within an hour or so of your workout to help replenish your body. And like Annie mentioned before, get some sleep. Take a rest day when you need to, especially after a hard workout or opt for some recovery exercises like walking or something fairly light. All right. What else do we want to say about mobility and recovery? I don't know. It's just that it's very important. <laughs> yep. Make sure that you're, so just like last week, we talked about cardio and strength training and the importance of those two things. And so hopefully we helped you understand some of the importance of mobility and recovery as well. Oh, I do want to say something. So I want you guys to think about mobility and recovery like toilet paper. Okay. We use toilet paper every day, right? Like 
we, I, I hope everyone uses toilet paper every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we, we, like, we just use it. We don't think about it, right? We don't, we don't think about how important it is. It's just there. Now, when COVID hit, remember the toilet paper shortage? All of a sudden, oh, yeah. everyone's going out to get toilet paper and making memes and jokes about how toilet paper is worth more than gold. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Think about mobility and recovery as your toilet paper, right? You don't realize how important it is until like you don't have it anymore. Okay. That was a terrible analogy. But the whole point is every time you go to the bathroom and see your toilet paper, I want you to think about recovery and mobility and the importance of it. And maybe someone, just one person will start incorporating that into their daily lives and their workout regimen. Anyways, there you go. <laughs> recovery, toilet paper. <laughs> Keep your recovery oh. and your toilet paper close. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. That wraps up episode 24. <laughs> Woohoo! And happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. <laughs> Hopefully you won't drink too much. If you do, go find that toilet paper in your bathroom and clean things up. And remember, recovery and mobility. Well, friends, thanks so much for joining us on the Macros Universe podcast today. We hope you've enjoyed the topic for this week. We would love it if you could subscribe, rate, review, and share our podcast. Every rating helps the podcast grow. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Macros Universe and feel free to email us with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear about at the Macros Universe at gmail.com. Remember, as your friendly neighborhood coaches, we are here to grow and progress with you. We can't wait to chat again next week.